0: it's the dog cast episode one fourteen dogs win thirty five fourteen Okay, hey, dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode 114. It is the post game show of the Georgia victory over the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Old dog, it was a great victory over a quality opponent to open the season. We got a lot of questions answered. We got to see how a lot of things worked. You know, what were your initial thoughts about the game, man? Let's talk a little bit about the victory.
1: Well, I'll tell you. Well, first off, before we talk about the victory, do want to give a quick update. Unfortunately, Craig Lumpkin is going to be out right now saying indefinitely with a broken thumb on his right hand. Uh, he's not able to carry the ball, and, you know, I don't mean to be a precursor of gloom and doom, but uh, unfortunately we may have seen the last of Craig Lumpkin. Uh, you know. I,
0: Come on, old dog. The last of Craig Lumpkin for the entire season? Yeah. Man, I think that's a little premature. I mean, I
1: I hope not, but, uh, you know, it could be. Well, it
0: could be. Well, it may be because of of Moreno's performance. We'll we'll get to talking to that in just a minute here. But But I I don't think his thumb's going to keep him out the whole
1: season. I'll tell you that. If you don't have a thumb, man, you can't hold on to the ball.
0: Yeah, well, I know, but that's not a diggum 12-week injury. That's a four- or five-week injury, I think, at
1: best. Right, and you got your medical degree where? It's easy, easy, big fella. Okay, okay. Okay, here we go. I was just just concerned, and I thought maybe I was going to lose my partner, and you were going to become like the team surgeon or something.
0: Dog fans, we had a lot of
1: Oklahoma State fans
0: in town yesterday. They were all here. They were wearing the orange. They were ready to go. What a disgusting color. What a disgusting color. They have no idea what that color means to us. I think they came in here completely unassuming about the color orange, but we put, we put them to rest on the first play of the game. Blocked punt. Well, actually, a muff snap. A bad snap. Muff snap. Mohammed Massaquah goes in there and lays the wood to the punter and we get a turnover. or you know, not a turnover. But turns over on downs. Touchdown the first play old dog how about coach Bobo running over Trenton event off the left side on the very first play for a touchdown
1: how's that for you, a statement I tell you what you could not have had really a better start to the season I mean you look at it one of the things that we just you know got on the team more and more last year than anything else was just piss poor kickoff coverage Oklahoma State wins the uh, the coin flip. They elect to receive. We kick off. We have decent kickoff coverage. Defense with eight new starters. None of us know what to expect against a self against the self-proclaimed best offense in the country. We hold them to three or to three and out. And sure enough, the damn long snapper hikes the ball over the punter's head. Moreno gets off his block. Uh, Brings the guy down, I think it was about the 14-12, something along those lines. And then the first offensive play of the 2007 season, Thomas Brown goes right in, almost untouched for a touchdown.
0: Through the fantastic blocking of two freshmen, a redshirt freshman and a true freshman, getting it done on the left side, Sturdivant looking good on play number one.
1: And i tell you, probably one of the most gratifying things to dog fans this year, and especially me, is I want to do a little math problem right now, if we can. If you take 35 and you divide it by seven, which is how many points you get when you score a touchdown and kick an extra point, what does that equal? Uh, 35. No, if you take, listen again, you may want to write this down. Uh, okay, oh, I'm sorry, take, sorry. Take Let me get my pen. Take 35 Oh yeah, and 30 divide five. it by seven.
0: Oh, divide it by seven.
1: You doctors didn't have to do a lot of math, that's, I guess.
0: That's five even touchdowns with their matching extra points.
1: So you know what that means? It means... When we were in the red zone, we were scoring touchdowns. We weren't doing this piddly little shit like we were last year of kicking field goals. We were knocking the ball in the end zone and that's what we need to do and I tell you what, it was gratifying to see that happen. We got in and we made our scoring opportunities count. I hope Brandon Kutu goes through the entire season as the lowest producer in the conference and in the nation because I hope all he does is get Uh, get extra points.
0: I tell you what, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it was a, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, the, the offensive line looked really good. I mean, they had, they have some teething pains. You know, I mean, we had some, we had some substitution infractions. We had some offsides. We had some missed blocking assignments. But overall, for that young of an offensive line in their first game, I was really happy with the performance. Then you've got kids like, Noah Moreno, 20 carries in the game. He had more carries than Lumpkin and Brown combined. Showing how he moves in space. Old dog, we've been talking about him all summer. The kid can move a pile, and he can get it done in space. He's strong and fast. A real good combination of everything that's good about Thomas Brown and everything that's good about Craig Lumpkin. Man, and
1: he's, he's how about
0: with... Noah Moreno?
1: He is something else, and he's just fighting when he touches the ball. I tell you, and it's something that we probably haven't had in a long time, uh, You know, going back to probably like the days of Robert Edwards and Garrison Hurst. No Sean is the kind of guy that every time he touches the ball, you pretty much think he may be able to take it to the house.
0: Exactly. Just like the other, my two favorite offensive weapons we've got right now, Aside from Matthew Stafford, I'm deep into the Matthew Stafford Kool-Aid, but we'll talk about that in a second. You got Noshaw Moreno and Mikey Henderson. Every time those kids touch the ball, something fantastic can happen. No and doubt about it. Those boys need to be getting the ball a lot. And everybody out there is thinking that maybe that Craig Lumpkin has hurt and maybe that's going to change Caleb King's status. Let me tell you something. We don't need any more running backs. We're good. with Noshaw Moreno and Thomas Brown, we're all good. Caleb King. Hang in there with the red shirt, buddy. Craig Lumpkin being hurt is not going to change your status. Especially since he's
1: going to be back in three or four weeks.
0: Absolutely. Three to four weeks, tops. I'm telling you he's going to be ready to play. I'm not telling you he's going to
1: play. But I'm telling
0: you he's going to be ready I'm, to
1: play. I'm just you never cease to amaze me. I just think it's wonderful.
0: Hey, I tell you, I'm full of football knowledge. You know, and training, you know. Hey, let's talk, about, let's talk about that naked bootleg, man, where, where Stafford rolled out. And pop, flick the ball off to true freshman Bruce Figgins, our tight end, who got the start this week but probably will not get the start next week because Trip Chandler is going to be back. How are you feeling about Figgins as a true freshman getting it done?
1: I'll tell you what, just all across the line, freshmen and redshirt freshmen were stepping up. Great, great fake, great fake on the bootleg, uh, you know, Wide open, it pulled half of the team in, tackling the runner. But I tell you what made that play was a block by Mohammed Massacoy Took out the only defender that could have kept that from being a touchdown. And I mean, he laid the wood to him. And I tell you, something that a lot of people don't see, don't pick up because you're what as well. You should, you know, you're watching the play, you're watching the ball. But I tell you what, kudos to Wilson and Massacoy. Those guys were blocking downfield on every play. It was unbelievable to see, and Sean Bailey, too. I mean, it was good to have them back, and it is really good to see that this work effort has been instilled in our receiving core. And along with that, they were catching the ball a whole lot better this this game.
0: Yeah, really, only one drop ball, man. Tony Wilson had a critical drop on a third down, but he more than made up for it in the rest of the game. We had really just is one. It, is it
1: really critical when you win 35-14? to 14?
0: Now, Let me tell you something. I'm Every... just being a
1: wise-ass. I'm Hell, sorry. you damn I'm right. Sorry. If it's... he
0: drops the ball on a third and two, if we throw a 12-yard out route, well, not an out route, 12-yard post on third and two, and it hits you in the stinking shoulder pads, you better come down with the ball. That's all I got to say. Because it's critical. But like you said, I think it's super important for every Dog fan to know, as much as we pound the receivers on catch the ball, catch the ball, catch the ball, that really is only half of their job. The other half, the unsung half, is the downfield blocking. And Massaqua, Sean Bailey, Tony Wilson, even Michael Moore were getting it done downfield for kids like Moreno and Brown. And that is huge. Not to mention, think about the third down conversion, old dog, when Stafford picked up the first down on that 17 yard scramble. That is, you know, I mean, granted, Stafford's making things happen with his legs, but if the receivers aren't downfield doing their job downfield, that play maybe doesn't get
1: done as well as. as no, you're as right. It turns that, out. that doesn't happen, and we don't put seven points on the board.
0: But I really like to see Bruce Figgins making the most out of his chance to start. You know, he got one start, and by God, he made the most of it. You know, we're going to Absolutely. see our 6'6 trip Chandler's coming back this week, and I'm glad, I'm happy because I really like Trip Chandler, and I think he got unfairly, I, I think the suspension was crap from the beginning, and I'm glad to see him back. But good, you know, kudos, game ball goes to Bruce Figgins for making the most of that start.
1: No doubt about that. Uh, you know, offense, offense looked good, but and we'll get into it a little bit more, but I tell you, the true star of this game and who the game ball needs to go to is our defense, and I, you really can't single out one guy. We had eight brand-new starters on an 11-man defense, and against, again, I'm telling you, although I think they were overrated, all you heard the media talk about was the offense of Oklahoma State, how great it's going to be. They self-proclaimed themselves the you know the greatest offense on earth. They rolled into Athens, Georgia, a young, inexperienced defense, and I'm going to basically say gave up seven points. Granted, they scored 14, but one was on a kickoff return. They, they didn't go for a touchdown, but came down to about the Georgia 35 or so, and they were just able to take it on in. But there was our defense gave up one long touchdown drive to a one to a ball club I mean it's just unbelievable what those guys did uh you can't say that you know they were picture perfect on everything but that is probably the fastest defense we've had and speed can make up for a lot of mistakes and when their backs were up against the wall time and time again they came with the big play
0: hey I totally agree and I got to give credit where credit is due 've we've, we've given Willie Martinez a hard time, you know, and and, 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 may we'll, again. and well deserved, and we may again give him a hard time, but you know, I saw some blitzes in the second quarter, old dog. I don't think I've ever seen Willie Martinez blitz in the second quarter, and furthermore, we saw some adjustments that held the cowboys scoreless in the second half.: Oh, so, adjustments to make a team scoreless in the second half. Who would have thought that was possible?
1: I know. And, and doing stuff that you normally wouldn't think. Like Marcus Howard, 250 pound defensive end, you know, not your prototypical defensive end. The big guy coming, he's running around people, bringing heat. Roderick Battle, same thing. I mean, I can't say enough about these young kids stepping up. They may be undersized, but what they're making up for, with is sheer desire desire to win desire to be a bulldog desire to make the defense the best it can be i
0: I tell you i don't want to get i don't want to get too gushy after the first win because it is just the first win we're opening up against an sec opponent this coming week everybody knows who it is everybody knows how important it is but dog fans we did get a lot of questions answered we did see a lot of desire on that field those kids are flying hey a good, An excellent example of what you're talking about, old dog, is Brandon Miller. The kind of kid that everybody wants to see. Is he for real? Is he going to finally pay off? Is he going to step up? He was flying around the field. Yep. Think, like you said, how about those chin straps, man? Brandon Miller I, flying I around the things, field. I
1: think those things are dry, man, because were, helmets were popping off left and right.
0: Brandon Miller getting it done without a helmet, us blowing up the backfield, dude, blocking passes, knocking down balls, tackling guys behind the line. It was an active defense, a very active, mobile, lethal defense. And it was I, I great was to very see, happy. and I
1: and I tell you, just you know, to throw in another adjective, it was. They were they were really really pumping. They were they were reacting. They were acting, not reacting. They were aggressive.
0: Yeah. Well, you know. You might want to silence that ringer there in the background. Oh, that's all right, man. Just, you know,
1: it's probably Brandon Miller calling in, you know, thanking us for the comments.
0: It might be Corey Phillips. I don't know. It might be Matthew Stafford. Dog fans, let's tell you something. Me and Old Dog left the game day this morning. We were just walking around, going to get a cup of coffee. We walk out of the front door of the game day. Who do we see, Old Dog? Not looking so chipper. Uh Matthew Stafford with crazy hair, kind of stumbling along the sideline. And, you know, Stafford at 9 o'clock in the morning. 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you, he looked pretty rough, man. We told him to go get some rest, man. That kid's got to lay down. I think, I, I don't know if he slept a minute until until after we saw him this morning at about 9 o'clock on, uh, on Broad Street in front of the game day. But, uh, it was, a, it was just such a fantastic win. I tell you, such a great win over a quality opponent. You got so many questions going into opening day, and we got a lot of answers.
1: We really did, and I tell you what, it was good for the first time in a while to start the season against a Division A ball club because we learned so much about our team playing a quality opponent so much more than you do. That, you know, playing a one double A Appalachian State, you know, not not in not in that discussion. But I'm just you know, and we'll talk a little bit more about this Thursday in the pregame show. But think how much more we can take away from our game against Oklahoma State as compared to what the Gamecocks can take away from their game against Louisiana Laf- Lafayette.
0: Yeah, think about what did what did Spurrier learn? Spurrier's already calling for, you know, As imagine this, old dog. I know this is going to blow you away. Spurrier's saying he's promising lineup changes, wholesale changes on every position. Everything's up for grabs, the entire team. I mean, you know, I, I've heard it said, old dog. I don't want to give away our pregame show, but I'm telling you, we're on the street in Athens, and we've got a lot of friends over there in Columbia and the upstate.
1: So basically what it's boiling down to, think what the Georgia players can bring into the game next week as opposed to the South Carolina players. They don't know how good they are. Our guys have confidence. We beat a good team. They've got probably little confidence. They squeak by. You know, a, a double A, a double A opponent. Yeah. That they should have trounced. Yeah, deep in and their they, heart. And they got their coach, you know, screaming that you know you're no good. You know, I'm going to put somebody else on. You know, he's going to start cruising up Gervais Street, and
0: <laughs> you know, in
1: UG, you know, and find some homeless people and suit them up and let them play.
0: Well, what I was telling you is, word on the street out of Columbia is. This may be – I know you're going to – I'm going to go out on a limb here, old dog. And I know we're getting into the pregame show here, but I'm going out on a limb. Word on the street is this Georgia game coming up is a make-or-break game for Spruyer's career at Carolina. And I don't mean because Carolina's going to fire him. I'm telling you, he's put his neck on the line. He has said – we expect to contend for an SEC championship this year, an SEC division championship. And you know as well as I do, if we throttle the Gamecocks this week, his idea or his thoughts about winning the SEC East are going out the window pretty quick. And it could mean the beginning of the end of the Spurrier experiment in Gamecock land. How do you feel about that prediction, my friend?
1: Absolutely. And, And apparently and I don't know when he said it, but apparently all of the game Nation is up in arms against that idiot Lee Corso because he's come out and said that Steve Spurrier could have 400 years and he would never win an SEC title
0: Absolutely.
1: at the University of South Carolina. And again, as we all know, it's the chicken curse, and South Carolina is where old coaches go to die.
0: That's exactly right. Sometimes they literally die. And then sometimes they just their career dies. And yeah, sometimes and they get left in the shoneys out in Missouri. But as, as well they
1: should with our buddy Lou Holtz. He was just a raving moron.
0: <laughs> Dog fans, it was great. No Sean Moreno, seventy yards on twenty carries and fifty one yards on two receptions out of the backfield. Absolutely electrifying the Yeah, and, those, and and
1: probably of that fifty four yards. Probably about eight of them were actually in the air. The rest he did with his feet.
0: Absolutely. And I'm telling you, yards after the catch were higher across the board, another category that we looked to improve on. Matthew Stafford, his throwing was better. You know, catches were better. Defense was flying. We saw adjustments. We saw a little creativity on defense. All in all, it was a really good game, old dog. I was really happy.
1: It, It was. And I'll tell you what, it's just so damn exciting for football season to start, to be in the stadium under the lights, 92,500 and some odd screaming fans, it's just there's no better place to be. It
0: really isn't. I'm telling you, it was a great game. A great game Unless against the, the big team.
1: Steve Spurrier's funeral.
0: Oh, man, don't don't get me excited, old dog. Uh, you know, it was a great game, a great win. Dog fans, we hope a lot of you guys were there, but if those of you weren't there, I know you saw it on TV. Um, think about. Let's talk a little bit
1: about special. Well oh, wait, well let's talk about TV for just a second. First off, how much does it suck that ESPN 2
0: I know, and I've heard this from a bunch going. of
1: people. I know. Takes shows us th- this B League football game. I don't even know who was playing. You it know, was Thereto's like Idaho. Against, you know, against Mother Mary's. You know, School for the Blonde. Or I think something. it was like
0: Idaho versus Montana or something like
1: that. And and shows it to the very end. Don't don't even give the true football fans in the South, you know, an option of switching over to that game and giving you updates on this, you know, Illinois game or whatever the hell it was. You know, that was just pathetic. Absolutely. And uh, I think they need to get their stuff together if they're going to show if they're going to show SEC football games. They need to. Show them.
0: I totally agree. And I I was very unhappy with the early cut, with the late, you know, the late, them getting to our game late. And I know dog fans around the country that weren't able to come to the game were equally amazed by that coverage and that decision in the press box by whoever's running ESPN, too. But, you know, that's what you get. That's what you get sometimes. Um, How about one thing? You know, I was going to talk, I want to talk about special teams, but, you know, Thomas Brown had 135 all purpose yards. You know, receiving and carries. You had uh, NoShawn Moreno with 131 all-purpose yards. I'm telling you, that Brian Moreno. Henderson with
1: an electrifying
0: punt return. Didn't quite get the 100 yards that I called for, but he got 63 yards on punt return. He would have got 100 easily if they'd have punted the ball to him a couple more times. And talking about punts, how do you feel about Brian Mimps, Brian Cattu, our kickoff team, our punt team, Jeff Henson, our long snapper? How you feel about special teams well I, I te- well I, te-
1: I feel a lot better about special teams this year after one game than I did last year. Uh, you know in breaking it down a little bit the the new rule we talked about a little bit before you're not going to see many kicks going to the end zone anymore. Uh, that's something we as dog fans are used to uh, you know when talking with some of the players, apparently, this is this kicking high into a spot is is what our special teams coach likes to do. I it's think it's what probably we've been one doing. Of, it's probably the stupidest damn thing that any coach has ever done if you got a kid that can put it in the end zone. But, you know, what the hell? Yeah. Anyway, that ain't happening this year. Coverage looked a whole lot better and Mims uh, first punt couldn't have come under worse conditions. I mean he's standing in his end zone and the next thing that happens is there's a damn procedure penalty, backs him up even further. Got the kick off, wasn't the best kick in the world, but it wasn't a shank that went 20 yards, kind of a line drive that hit, rolled a little bit, and then after that, he hit some high, booming kicks.
0: Yeah, he definitely got better as the game wore on. His punts got better every time he kicked it. And, you know, I was really happy with the punting situation. And, of course, as you said before, Old Dog, we were really happy with Katu only having to kick extra points. That's the way it should be. No
1: doubt about it. And I would love for him to go the entire year.
0: Just a little peek ahead, Old Dog. I don't want to say we're looking ahead, but I'm putting this Oklahoma State thing behind me. South Carolina's got a kicker. South Carolina has a kicker named Suckup, as you know. He put four out of five into the end zone for touchbacks from the 30. I tell you what, that's a pretty long kicker. I wish, I mean, I just dream about us putting them in the day. That's game. a good leg. 30. Sure would have been nice
1: to have somebody like that.
0: I tell you what, but you know what? That's not going to be enough to save the Gamecocks, man. Not going to be enough to save the Gamecocks next Saturday. Dog fans, let's talk for just a little bit, Old Dog, about the show last night because I know we had some listeners. I know that Drew, the Count, tried to call in. We want to let you guys know, our first radio show, everything went really great with the show we recorded the show. We uplinked the satellite. Unfortunately, locally in Athens, we had a problem with the local affiliate in Athens, something that I have no idea what happened. It's way over my head, technically. But anyway, the show was not on the air locally in Athens. But everybody who did call, you know, our, we were having trouble with the phones and with the satellite uplink, but we actually did do a Thank show. Thank heavens the beer was cold. I know. The beer was cold. The wings were hot. We had fun and it was a good show and a good victory. I'm actually going to put the show out. So if you want to listen to what happened, you're going to be able to hear it. But I just want to thank everybody who tried to call in, who tried to listen. We should have all that stuff ironed out for the Tuesday night pregame show. We'll have the Tuesday night radio call in show. We've got the Thursday night regular dog cast pregame show. You know, it's a big week, guys. We are in the season now and we're running a regular schedule. We still want your feedback. Tell us what you think about the radio show. Tell us what you think about the podcast. Frankly, I'm a little tired. It's a little late. I'm not quite as punchy as I usually am, and I gotta apologize. My throat's a little hurting.
1: Well, that's the way you doctors are, man.
0: Exactly. Y'all, you know? y'all
1: spent some wild hours.
0: Hey, listen, listen. I'm gonna bust. I'm going bust. I'm gonna have to bust your ass about this doctor thing. It's not just me, man. I'm looking at a website saying that Craig oh, Lumpkin broke his it's thumb. Oh God! It's the dog vent, I bet. It's not the dog vent, but they're saying. He's I thought out all for your least, hung
1: out on the dog vest.
0: Out for at least one week versus the Gamecocks. They're saying it's a one- or two-week injury. Quote from Coach Rick,
1: uh-huh. he's going to be
0: out for a few games.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. And
0: you're, you're coming out of the box going, Wait, wait it's you a said it's a one week, week injury. Wait a minute.
1: You said it's a one-week injury, and now he's going to be out for a few games.
0: That's three. Few equals three. You came out of the box saying 12 weeks.
1: Okay. So, so are you are you now? There's a
0: long way between three weeks and twelve weeks.
1: Let's get this down. Are you now saying that Lumpkin will be playing after within a three week period?
0: I tell you what. I tell you what, Smarty Pants. Let's split the difference. I'll take under six weeks. You take over six weeks. How about that?
1: All right, that sounds good. Put your money where your mouth is, baby. And I tell you what I'll do. You know how they have these different contests and stuff at halftime. Yeah. Like they had some poor schlub throwing the ball from the twenty yard line, oh that was, or twenty five, you know, through a hole, and all the guy was going to get was 5000 dollars $5, from Lowe's. I know, man, that's impossible. You may as well make it five million. But I tell you what, I'll do. If Craig Lumpkin plays before the sixth game of this season. You can walk down to the G in the middle of the <laughs> in the middle of the stadium at halftime. Drop your pants, and I'll kiss your ass right there. <laughs> now, how's that? Now that's
0: a bet. There you that's go. That's a bet, dog fans. I by God, I think I can get that done, man. <laughs> I think I can get that done. I'll put Craig Lumpkin in the game myself.
1: That's the way we bring it, man.
0: Well, I knew, you've been trying to kiss my ass for years, but right. anyway. Dog fans, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate y'all's feedback, as usual. We hope you guys enjoyed the game as much as we did. We are really looking forward to getting our real season, the SEC Conference Campaign, underway against the evil genius, he of the circumcised divisor, this Saturday. Pre-game show comes out on Thursday. Listen to the radio show. We're on Athens at 92.3 on Tuesday night. Um, You can call us on our comment line at 706 534 fifteen sixteen or email us at dogcast at gmail dot com. Old dog, you got anything else you want to put on the end of this show.
1: No, I tell you what, I'm just I'm just pleased as Punch. I don't think coming into the O seven season we could have had a better opening game. Uh so many young guys, so many question marks, got a lot answered. We played great. Uh it is just a, a great experience. And I mean, it's just a euphoric time of year anyway. The the first week of real college football. It doesn't get any better than that.
0: I tell you what, you're absolutely right. It was a great week. I do I do have a somber note that I want to mention before we before we close the show. I'm gonna I might end some, I might end something here on what I think is just kind of a bad note. But we got a letter, we got an email, old dog, from a friend of ours in London saying that she can't remember this many dogs losing their job in one day. Are you aware? And I know you're going to bust my ass for this, so I'm just getting ready for this. But last Friday was cut day in the pros. You know, cut day in the pros, right? Where they got to cut down to their final roster. In one day, Danny Ware, DeMario Mentor, Quentin Moses, Fred Gibson, Danny Verdun Wheeler, Greg Blue, David Green, Bruce Thornton, and Varon Haynes all lost their jobs in the pros in one day. It was a bad day for dogs on Friday when it came cut time. And I tell you, I just want to let you guys know, I know some of you old players listen to the show, and, you know, tough day, but, you know, you made it to the show, and now you're out of the show, but you know what? I'm sure you're richer for the experience, and we'll welcome you back here in Athens anytime. You guys, sorry for the tough time, though, but... uh,
1: well, yeah, you know, you know, the way I mean, it goes in the front. You know, you're going down that list. Or, you know, is anybody really shocked? I mean, well, the only name that stands out to me that's kind of strange is David Green, and I think he'll maybe Greg
0: get, Blue. I mean, I thought Greg Blue. Could oh, play. Greg
1: Blue couldn't cover his damn mother.
0: Yeah, but he could maybe do a Thomas Davis thing where he plays the uh, middle linebacker, oh, yeah. or you know, Mac or Will or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Right.
1: Yeah, that's you know.
0: Okay. David Green is the winningest quarterback you know, when in the NCAA. You're, when is, you're a defensive... He not playing the pros?
1: When you're a defensive back, you need to be able to cover people.
0: Wait, one more Being, a, being a
1: hard hitter, don't, don't catch anything.
0: Are you telling me you're not surprised that Quentin Moses got cut? He stayed an extra year because he thought he was a legitimate like top five pick. He was told... He might be, you know, a, a number one, number two, number three pick. He was a huge recruit, man. A, you know, a, a clear first-rounder going into his senior season.
1: Yeah. And and, and now he, he's
0: not even going to make it.
1: And he depressed and had a bad se- senior season.
0: No doubt. No doubt he had a senior se- a bad senior season. But, I mean, really, he had all no, the and tools I mean, to and be I mean, a great basically,
1: basically, all kidding aside on everything, when you look at that list, I, I've got to say, I'm surprised Quentin Moses was released, and I'm surprised David Green was.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, The rest of the guys on and, there,
1: the rest of the guys on there, I mean, I didn't think they had a shot anyway.
0: I know, but still, I just want to give them a shout-out, because they were great Bulldogs. It's a little bit of a sad day. I hate to see all those guys lose their job in the same day, you know? Anyway, dog fans, I hate to wrap, wrap it up on a somber note like that, so let's just remind you of one thing. We scored 35 points. We only gave up 14 points. And we beat, you know, the cute boutique upset pick of the day, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Sent them packing. With their orange shirts and their giant gauchos and their weird mascot
1: with the shiny head. Yeah, what is it? Packing. What is it with these Big Twelve teams that they like these big heads? With the sh- and it was a shiny. You know, it's like ne- Nebraska. Nebraska's got something running around with a big head.
0: He looks like a sausage. That thing's like he's like a like a I don't know. Like I mean, they're, a, they're scary. A Chipotle sausage or something running around with a cowboy hat on.
1: I don't know what's up with that stuff. I don't know. Stuff. We're I mean, everywhere that's on the just, show, old dog. You know, I mean, there, there are a couple things. There are a couple things that you should do. Again, as we often say, you need to play your games on, if you're a college team, you need to play your games on Saturday, and you need a live animal for a mascot.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't need to be best dressing mascot up people. in America.
1: You don't need to be dressing up people in big heads.
0: Oh, 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 oh. hey, I almost forgot one more thing. The new shirts are finally in, dog fans.
1: They're they red. Look good. The new shirts are
0: red. And if you look down at your precious little iPod right now and you see that little logo, the G with the dog, that dogs, dogcast.com thing, that's what the shirts have got on the back. That's exactly what they look like. They're red shirts. They've got that logo on the back, and they've got that same logo on the front. It's just smaller. It's like the size of, uh, I don't know, a grilled cheese sandwich. But on the back... It's like the size of a large Domino's pizza. So we've got the shirts. If you're interested, email us. We've got the PayPal button on the website. You guys can PayPal us. I think we might, you know, inflationary pressures, old dog, inflationary pressures. The old shirts were $10, but these new shirts have got like six, you know, they got three colors, six screens. I don't don't recognize all that crap, but the new shirts, 12 bucks. Still a huge value, though. If you guys want a dog DogCast shirt, they're 12 bucks. You can email us or PayPal. Does that us. include shipping and handling? That does include shipping oh, and handling. man. What a value. Are I you tell you me? what.
1: I tell you the shipping and handling's worth $5,
0: $6 alone. And you can have any size you want as long as it's extra large. But anyway, that's it. Dog fans, we're out of here. Thanks for listening. I know we're kind of all over the place. I'm a little punchy. It's been a long day. We're just, day. We're just damn night. giddy.
1: We, we didn't leave getting... Wow I...
0: last night till 2, almost 2 a.m., guys. I'm a little punchy on Sunday night. But, anyway, thanks for listening. Old Dog, take us out of here, man. I'm too tired. i
1: tell you what. It's, uh, it was a great, great Saturday, great day to be a Bulldog, and a great day to be in Athens. Y'all need to come down, taking on Steve Spurrier, the Antichrist, and those horrible Gamecocks from Columbia, South Carolina. We'll be back on on Thursday. Go Dogs. Hey, guys, it's Bo Russell, number one Kansas-Georgia football fan. I'm telling you, went to the Kansas game. I left at halftime so I could watch those Bulldogs dominate. I'll tell you what, it was awesome. I loved every minute of it. Qual looked great. Stafford looked awesome. I'm pumped for the season, man. This is going to be a good one. Uh, just calling to say, I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Number one Kansas fan, out.